what's your least favorite place to get a pimple? Mmm, inside of the nose. That's, see now, I, that's, I always thought that that was top tier. I hate the, the it, it, it's the worst. Second yeah. only, I think, to um, armpit pimples. I struggle. I struggle with those sometimes. They really, they really get me. I think I might, just be, I might be like a pimply boy, um, but uh, dude, is it more sensitive there? Oh, not. It's. I don't so, think I've ever had a pimple on my armpit. I, I, I envy you. So the thing with the nose is like you know, you can you kind of flare your nostrils a lot without thinking about it, or at least mm-hmm. I do, and that's where it gets aggravated. When you get it like in the right spot of your armpit, just every time you move your arm, it just kind of. Like, you remember that it's there. Like, it's hard to forget about. Mm. But okay. I'm having a serious problem right now, and I might have a new contender for number one. I have... I, it's good. I, I, I don't even know if I can properly show you because of my hair and my headphones. But, like, right here, where my ear connects to the ah. top of my head, in this little tiny tight area like right at the top of the ear where the where the head connects i am i am suffering that's the side i sleep on it hurts to have my headphones on and like i i tried to fucking like stab the shit out of this thing and, and drain it or do whatever to fix it and it, it there's just no dice okay nose is still worse than both of those spots and here's my reasoning why okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those other two spots right you can put medication on those areas okay mm-hmm. you can't put medication up your nose all right it's just you're you're literally going to be smelling that's probably not good for you to be like huffing acne medication of any kind you know uh on top of that popping it is a difficult affair because you have to get the the angle and you have to smush your nostril together from the in outside. order to try and pop it from the outside to pop it on the inside no that's uh I think nose no is fun. I think nose is the worst, but I'm really struggling right now. Um, I'm, mm. I'm I'm gonna put more medication on after I take the headphones off because I don't want to like dye my my ear cuffs. But dude, oh man, I fucking I I'm like I'm I'm gonna be thirty of like why do I still have so much acne? I I like mom like mm. like mom. It, 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 sure, this is this do is you, not do my you re- fault. Do you really want to go into that, Joey? I mean, I've read Kyle's blog. Don't 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 tell. Every time I actually touch my face now, I think about Kyle telling me to not touch my face, mm. which is a weird thing well, to associate touching with. Touching your face caster. is just one of many, many issues. Don't say diet. Diet? Don't say, no, no, diet no, 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 no. Big problem. Okay. Proper skincare routine. That's a big, big way to be able to, to deal with this. I, I, I do that one. I, th- I think that my problem, if I'm being honest, is probably it's probably diet related. It's probably diet and or stress related. Mm-hmm. But I just thought I feel okay. like I feel like there's this this social contract with the universe where you like turn twenty two maybe and then acne stops. I thought that, that like I feel like that's what you're kind of promised when you're like thirteen, fourteen or something. Like I don't want it, like fucking uh, shit's expensive. You gotta clean yourself. It takes time. It takes time. To properly care for your face. Who has time for that? I remember my mom getting a, a pimple when I was a, a kid. And her saying, she was like, well, at least I'm still young. 
You know, she was probably about my age, if I had to guess. Yeah, she was probably, yeah, I was probably about 10 about that time. So, yeah, she was probably about my age. Dude, so. um, I, 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 uh, I think about that sometimes, what, what you, like, just tangentially brought up. I think about it actually more and more nowadays. Um, and it might not help that my mom harasses me about this, that I am now older than my parents were when they had me. Something about oh. that just, just, just feels weird. Like I've been older <laughs> for a long time than when my parents had me. Okay. My, my parents had me when they were like 20, 21, something like that. That feels relative. So it's been almost a decade. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think my mom had me when she was 25. So like mm. I, I got plus three years on that now. She's like, kids? Actually, my mom really doesn't harass me about having kids. Because I think that she expects I'm just not going to. And uh, my sister's going to have, like, multiple and is actively getting married. So, like, mm-hmm. that's fine. She can take off all that heat from everybody. But um, See, both my parents don't seem to care that much. I think they would kind of like it. But at the same time, like, I don't think my mom... Uh, I, I was an accident. Uh, and I'm an only child. So, like, you know, they stopped right there after one accident. Right? Uh, and then, um, I don't think my mom was really that interested in being a mother. She ended up being a mother and she was a great mom, but, uh, I don't think she was that interested in having kids. And then, uh, my dad, my, my dad. Okay. Here's the thing about my dad. My dad thinks pets are cool and stuff, but he will never, ever have one himself in his house. Never. He loves going to, you know, like he'll go to his friend's house and stuff and play with the dogs and stuff. And that's what he always says. He says, that's the distance I like. I like being able to go somewhere else, you know, play with the dog or whatever, and then go back to my place and not have to take care of it, not have to clean up its shit, not have to make it get dirty because he's a he's fucking a clean freak like none other. He's like, so the pet just could not, he couldn't handle that. So I, I honestly think pets or are, are kids are kind of on that same level, you know? Yeah, that's that sounds like he would love grandkids, but not children. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, if he was, like, I don't think either one of my parents were really that interested in having kids in the first place. So I don't think they're, like, really, they've never, like, pressured me to have kids, probably because they weren't really that interested in it. So. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten a ton of pressure. The the pressure is actually... Have I ever told you this? I'm, I don't know if I said this on the show. Um, and I don't know if I've even told you this outside the show. But I have a different last name than my parents. Okay. I have a different last name than my parents. Because when my dad never quite got his actual family name. He has, like... His dad wasn't actually his dad because of some stuff. And so he had like a stepdad and his name when he was born was like his stepdad's name instead of his real dad and like actual rest of the family name. So when he chose to have kids, I I see the look on your face. It is like a very convoluted and silly thing. When he Uh chose to have kids, he wanted to continue on like the name of his family that he uh-huh. never got. So he gave it to me and my sister. And your mom was cool with that? Yes. She she, she didn't care about that at all. Um, I think my I, dad always wanted to change his name back 
to what it was always going to be, but he just thought it was mm-hmm. like too much trouble or strife or he's lazy. So he just mm-hmm. strapped me with it when I was born. He's like, you're going to, you're going to have, mm-hmm. you're going to have your family last name so that like the, the name doesn't die. Right. And, um, my sister is going to lose it in marriage because that's, I guess what happens. Right. And the cruel joke about this situation is that if I don't reproduce, it's also dead. <laughs> Let's be real. There's somebody else with your last name out there. It, dude, if you like look up in, in like American databases and, and like name databases, mm-hmm. there's like, I think three or four of us on record. And one of them is my sister who will no longer mm. happen in a year. So I'm, pretty con i'm i'm almost certain that there's like less than four people who have my last name which is how your sister to force her husband to take the family name instead you know what i don't hate that (laughs) it's not my cross to bear i don't don't hate modern that does feel modern the the best part about having a weird uncommon last name that's like quasi dead is that it is great for internet SEO. <laughs> like, yeah. If you put my, like, my last name, how many people fucking have Walsh as a last name? A, like an ass ton, right? Like, like, a, like a fuck yeah. ton. There's can, an actor called Austin Walsh. Yeah. That makes it just harder for you to, like, be a person on the internet. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But if you type in Thymian, you, you just find me, like, like without any qualms. So. Mm. That's been that. That's been like the, the secret sauce. <laughs> Everybody on the podcast is now typing in Thymian. <laughs> I probably spell it wrong. They're like, let me test that. Yeah, no, you'll you'll uh, find it. Okay, but uh, I had to like, wasn't th- wasn't there issues growing up as a kid? Wasn't there like issues all the time being a kid and having your parents have a different last name, like school problem, anything like that? Weren't weren't there always like teachers like, wait. No, we need your parents' signature. And you're like, no, these are my parents. I didn't have that many problems with that because it was, like, generally things were, if they needed to be explained, like, just explained once that I have a different last name than my parents, like, with not a lot of detail. Okay. And a lot of times it was just accepted on face value because I, a lot of people's minds um, go to adoption. So I, I think a lot of people mm. thought that I was adopted, but my sister and I kept our names instead of like mm-hmm. getting our, our adopted parents names that's I'm just imagining you like as a family trying to like go up to Canada or something and you're a kid and they show you know your birth certificate and then they look at the, your your parents and they're like you're trying to kidnap a kid like <laughs> we only traveled out of the country as a family once to go to Tijuana for four hours and I don't think they cared. <laughs> I was also too young to properly remember, but but mm. yeah, um, that's a that's a that's a fun Joey fact. I have, I have a different last name than my parents, and it's and it's always uh, a point of conversation when people find out. They're like, "Why?" <laughs> because because that is a good question. <laughs> it's not it's not a, it is a very question. unique circumstance. Yes. Yeah, great for internet searching. Shitty when I don't reproduce, <laughs> and it dies anyways. <laughs> nice try, Dad. Um, but I guess thanks anyways. Um, my, my parents made it, my parents' last name is Tatum, which is just easier to spell too. So how much do you think, uh, if you put it out on like, um, just an open internet call, 
just be like, some couple that is planning on having kids take my last name. I will give you X amount of money. Like, I'm sure there's people who do it for like five grand easy. There's there there's a price, surely. And I'm sure the price depends on people's situations. I wonder how cheap you can go to just <laughs> redate your well, 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 you don't want to go too cheap because that's when you start getting crazies, you know, who you may not want their name to be attached. Next thing you know, they're attached to uh, a suicide murder, you know. Like <laughs> that's not not a good idea. So you 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 have to price gate this somewhat, you know? I would be concerned for the same reason that you're saying that like anybody is going to be a crazy person. Like if I'm just putting it out there in the ether, like what happens if I do like they do become Ted Bundy or something? And I or I well, just... yeah, I mean, you you put a price of ten grand, you're gonna get enough applicants that you can thoroughly research them, hire a private investigator. You know, once you get down to the final three, really figure out who these people are. You know. Figure out if they're trying to scam you, if they're actually, if she's actually pregnant right now, you know, you drop documents with a lawyer so you can actually sue their ass if they don't actually name their kid your last name, you know, all kinds of things. Easy. You're right. I should, I should investigate that after I probably do a lot of other things that I desperately need to do with $10,000, but I'll put that on the list for late stage life, maybe. Hmm. We'll, we'll take some we'll take some IRA money and then we'll put it towards that. Right, sounds good. I'll have an illegitimate child. <laughs> Can I pull this out of my IRA? Is this a legitimate reason? <laughs> uh, that that joke might make no sense to anyone in Europe. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> you get ta- you cannot pull uh, money out of your IRA individual retirement account i think that's what it's called uh you can only pull it out for certain reasons um such as buying your first home is one of them uh medical expenses i think it's another uh there's I think there's like things. catastrophic emergencies that you can like pull it out yeah. for too not like i need a new car but like my my mom died or my wife died or something like i think that there's like mm-hmm. some some death stuff yeah i not a tax expert just, just saying that. No, no tax advice here. No financial advice on this podcast. All right, sorry, sorry. I, you can't pull it out, but like, uh, you will not get taxed for those reasons. Rather, yes. you will take some sort of tax uh, penalties if you pull it out for other reasons. They're not holding your money hostage. No, you keep it in the retirement account. <laughs> you have to get old you know. and keep working. That's uh, that's America, actually. Um, yes, dude. We just um. We are almost at the end of the first season of DPC. Woo! I go home in four days. Oh, shit. So the next next time we talk, you're going to be in Los Angeles. Yes. Yes, I I will. Excellent. Looking forward to it. I need to bring uh, lunch over and pick up my my index. That's That's a conversation that we can have off the podcast, but... I've already sent them an invoice for uh, half of the work I've done here. Give me my money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I have to pay rent, everybody. Please. Thank you. Yeah, seriously. My bank account's getting real fucking low. <laughs> I've been worked for six months. And, like, you know, I did the For Honor event. And, uh, okay, so hopefully they're not listening to this. So I did the For Honor event and finished it up, sent them the invoice, like, the next day. 
And they accepted it on the online website where I was supposed to put in the invoice. Mm -hmm. uh, but they hadn't taken the next step of paying it out. Uh, so about two weeks, yeah, it was about two weeks later, uh, I was like, kind of could use that money. I'm going to message them. And I said, um, and here, here's how I did it. I didn't do it in awkward, like, hey, guys, I need to get paid. Can you please pay me? I didn't do that. That's just weird, right? What I did was uh, I put the invoice together. Uh, I put, th there are three different events. I already invoiced them for one of them, but the other two I invoiced as one thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I did was like, I, uh, I just checked up with the guy. I was like, hey, just checking up on this invoice because I saw you guys accepted it. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was okay. I never talked to you guys, but I actually put both of the events into one invoice. Uh, and I saw you guys hadn't like paid it out. So I just wanted to make sure there was no issues or anything with that. Good, good, good <laughs> politics, good politics. Yeah, they responded back to, uh, uh, no, that's totally fine. We're not paying you for another two weeks. <laughs> well, at least you know and okay. have expectations. At least you know and yeah. have expectations now, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, two weeks after what you said, like, isn't horrible always in, in the no, scope no, of no. esports. Like, that that feels Not actually quite nice. Like, that's like a less than a net 30. Yeah. I, I, uh, no, no, no. In total, it'll be a little over 30 days. But for esports, as you're saying, that's amazing. I'm used yeah. to getting paid 90 days after that's... I've worked an event. That's that's really rough. Most traditional talent and stuff, like you're really looking at either cash on delivery or like net 15 or net 30. And generally in production, if you go over net 30, people start to get really upset. Like some, some companies, yeah. some like big video game outlets that I've worked for before would do a net 60 for like work. And that's mm. just, that's just rough because that's like two full months. Of rent. You know, you know what's funny is I've heard, um, I've heard that um, it go, it goes, it's on both sides of the uh, of the the scale. Okay, if you're too small, uh, you you can be easily ignored, right? So you won't get paid out for 30, 60 days or something like that because mm -hmm. you're just who who cares if this person's mad, right? On the other side of things. Uh, medium-sized company charging a very large company, a large enough corporation can also wait forever to pay you out because they're a huge fucking corporation. They don't fucking need, like, you need them, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. So they could just be like, eh, I, I heard that happening all the time. It freaks for you, right? Because, you know, they're, they're the liaison of, you know, these tournaments, sponsor, you know, big, big time sponsor. And they're trying to get the money from that big time sponsor. And it's like been over 60 days where in Europe, I believe over 60 days, you could start ch charging late fees. But of course you can't because like you want to keep them as a client. You don't really want to like fuck up that relationship in any way. So, you know, you just casually accept them not paying you for six months. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, absurd, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I, I've definitely seen, uh, I think CSGO scene has been uh, grumbled about it quite a bit um, a year or two ago when it was, it was, it was real bad about three, four years ago. Um, they were grumbling about it and uh, they, they were talking about uh, starting to uh, actually charge late fees uh, if you don't pay out within 60 days, which I believe is what's Europe's uh, laws state. 
That sounds America. I'm not even sure if we have laws about that, but I'm sure we do. I've Just not never, 60 days. I've never heard about those law, those type of laws ever. Um, I'm yeah, sure they, they might make sense or like in extreme situations. I would assume that in America, it's probably state by state, or potentially even like jurisdiction by jurisdiction. Um, mm-hmm. Like I can see a world where like LA has different laws than San Francisco or Houston, but. Yeah, uh, it's the late payment directive of the European uh, Commission. Um, Enterprises have to pay their invoices within 60 days unless they expressly agree otherwise. Um, Statutory interest of at least 8% above the European Central Bank's reference rate. Uh, Automatic entitlement to interest for late payment and 40 euro minimum as compensation for recovery costs. Yeah, so there's, there's... interest and a fee of 40 euros huh i mean th- that makes sense like that that feels like a i don't even know because they're like you're saying there probably is some politics to invoking that because if it's yeah. if it's someone that you're buddy buddy with and want to continue to do work with you probably don't want to make them mad that way so i'm sure that it's probably used in situations of like where the situation already isn't great or you probably don't envision working together anymore mm-hmm. um huh I, n- I never knew about that. That that's that's super wild. I just, I think that um you know not not to even try and explain away why esports of 2015 was really toxic in this way, but my understanding is that a lot of people were like you know the middleman, like be it a freaks for you or an ESL when they were smaller, what have you, yeah. and they just don't have money to pay those invoices until they get their invoices paid from. Yeah. Mercedes or what have you, right? So they're sitting there yeah. knowing that their talent is mad, but also being like, we literally don't have money to pay you until fucking, you know, NASA pays us. Yeah, no, no, no. That's uh it's totally a thing. I yeah, I had to when I lo- was um I think six months or something before I actually left joined Dota, I put together a list of every single event I worked and the fee what I what I thought I was supposed to be making for each one of those events, um, just to make sure that I was fully paid out on everything, because there were some things that I still hadn't been paid for a year after I'd done them. A year, I had worked a tournament, and a year had gone by, and I still had been paid. <laughs> there's there's no like if you tell me four or five months, I could that can make sense in my head, right? A year yeah. just means someone in accounting fucked up. Like, there's no way. Yeah, there's, there's... I mean that's an entirely new fiscal year. But yeah. uh, you know, esports was a, a weird time back then, and uh, it still is a little bit. You know, still, still, still is a little bit. S- still is, still is for sure, for sure. A Currently, little... um, trying to to fly people around the world and sneak them into countries while there's a pandemic going on. Oh, <laughs> it's, are, are you related to learning anything new about Shanghai? Uh, you mean Singapore? Singapore. That's, yeah. Uh, no, Singapore should be really on the up and up because I believe they're working with the Singaporean government on the event. So that should actually be real, real tight. Uh, I still haven't been invited, but I, I know those facts Yeah, from my, third parties. So that my understanding at this true. point is that they're not doing like a, like a quarantine. They're testing before they go. They're yeah. testing upon arrival in Singapore. And then they're yep. doing like a test three days later that's like blood and spit. Um, and then they're getting mm. tested during the event too. And 
apparently, I also heard that if anyone leaves the hotel, there's like a $10,000 fine. Yeah, it's supposed to be a hard, hard bubble. I believe talent is actually separated from players as well. Uh, and yeah, so it's it's uh, and, supposed to be yeah. serious business, and which is good. you're supposed to stay in your room unless oh, you're yeah. playing. They, uh, you're not allowed to leave your room. Uh, the talent, uh, you're supposed to all have your individual room. So Owen and Shiver, for example, obviously they share a room. And they're supposed to actually be sectioned off to their own rooms. And, uh, that situation <laughs> and they're not feels allowed silly. to leave those like, rooms. That feels like the one exception to the rule because there's no world yeah. where they're not together. Yeah, that's uh, that one's definitely We're not getting silly. sick yeah, together, like, I should say. For like 48 hours or something, they're just supposed to be like in their rooms doing nothing. And there's no computers either, apparently, in the rooms because they need all those for the players. So, <laughs> so all the, like apparently the talent are just supposed to like sit there in their rooms for like two days straight until rehearsals and the test can be done or whatever the fuck, you know. You just throw a <laughs> GoPro up in the camera and then time lapse uh, what, what someone's doing in the room. Yeah, just yeah. Sitting there no, just, there's just definitely going to be some talent buying some laptops, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, but we're, we're getting closer and closer to the major. Yeah. We, uh, I'm, I got, I got quite an eye on, on the EU DPC. I, I think that we're really, you know, heading into what will now be the final week six with like only three games left. And it looks like no matter what happens with these games, there is going to be some type of a tiebreaker situation, whether it be f for, for the upper, for the lower, like there's, it looks like there's going to be potentially three or four teams like locked at the same score. Yes, there are. Uh, there are. We already have the two teams eliminated. That is Viking GG and High Coast Esports. Condolences to those teams. They put on very good showings. None of those teams went out without a series win. Um, Viking GG had a pretty uh, bitter uh, loss to Tundra that went to three games at the very end to determine which one of those team teams was going to be eliminated. Dude, Cap, that's um, rough. That, like, yeah. like I, 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 I don't want to ruin your train of thought right here, so pardon me, but, like, mm. basically that game three is, like, am I able to go to TI this year? Yep. Yep, yep. Because if you're getting I down mean, to, 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 to lower division in the second DPC season, you're not going to TI. Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh, to kind of paint this, um, Viking GG won six out of eighteen of the games of Dota that they played, so they won thirty three percent of their games. That's a pretty good showing from a, a team that is bottom a two. Yeah, and uh, on High Coast won three out of thirteen of their games. So even they managed to get one or two games in, and they also won a series against Viking GG. So. Uh, they still have to play Nygma, so we'll see, you know, they might actually get two series wins, but it's kind of doubtful to me, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, it is wild times in 100%, I believe there have to be tiebreakers now um, for who's going to the major when it comes to Europe. I don't believe there's any other way there. Uh... I'm not looking at it right now, but I'm pretty sure that if the games fall the right way, there's the potential for like, Nigma, Liquid, OG, and Alliance to all be four and three. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, it decides everything from like second to fifth. And that's like group, the difference between group stage or not going to the major. 
for, yeah. for those four teams. And those are also, you know, the four teams that you think about aside from secret when you're thinking about EU Dota right now too, right? So mm-hmm. that, that that's going to be super high stakes because one of them is going to get boned. Yes. And um, those are apparently supposed to be best of ones. Oof. And so, <laughs> what? Some team is gonna get eliminated because they don't do well in best of ones. Oh, people are gonna be mad. Or eliminated. That. They're not going to the major, but you know, but to them that, it's elimination. Like that. That really. I mean, the the major is like a pretty serious part of the financial reimbursement for the season, and then also, yeah, DPC points, man. Like. Yeah. Not not getting those DPC points means that if you want to go to TI, you got to perform hella well in season two. Yeah. Uh, nobody cares about the 50 points that happen for fifth place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, let me just put that out. Like, nobody gives a shit. That 50 points isn't going to, very likely, is not going to net you anything. I'd be willing so. to say that, you know, whichever one of those four teams doesn't make it through, unless they have some kind of crazy performance in season two, just probably isn't going to go to TI. And those are four teams uh, you would yeah. probably expect to go to TI. Maybe not OG right now because they're still looking crazy all over the place. If I had to pick one that like I have the least amount of confidence in, I would probably choose them. Um Also, I I've, I've watched Liquid like, you know, play phenomenally and have like a 13-minute win and then also lose games that they shouldn't. <laughs> so, yeah. Th- th- yeah. Those Liquid, two are probably uh... two on the bubble for me. I honestly did not think that they uh, were going to be able to get that second um, spot after what I've seen so far. But, you know, Liquid always seems to clutch it out. So they beat OG today. um, And then next week they're playing against Alliance. If you can beat OG, I'm pretty sure you can beat Alliance, especially since Liquid has um, matched up against them pretty well when it comes to matches that have stakes Mm -hmm. on them. Um, So... We shall see. Any one of those uh, teams could be could come in second place right now, and any one of those teams could be eliminated. I wouldn't like if if Alliance is the team that ends up being the fifth place team. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Yeah, Nigma also doesn't like look super solid. They they look like they have high variance. I wouldn't be surprised if they miss out. Yeah, 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 yeah. The. The least likely scenario is that um, Nigma and OG um, both lose their upcoming series as well as Liquid, actually. If they all lose, though, lose, then there's a tie between third and sixth, which is pretty funny. Yeah, because then only one team is... <laughs> or, I guess well, two. only two, half the teams half in the a teams. tiebreaker scenario go to the major and the other half don't. <laughs> And I mean that's that's that benefits Tundra because then suddenly that gets Tundra an opportunity to to make it yeah. out of the group. So even Tundra, yeah. who is sitting in what's that seventh place right now, sixth place, sixth, sixth, sixth place, like they they still in theory could find themselves at the major. They are at sixth place, going nine and nine. That's 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 crazy. I know, right? Like they they took a win for every loss they received, and they're sixth. <laughs> <laughs> um wow yeah i i think that it's 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 uh very understandable that that eu dpc is just exciting right now i think uh that, that i'm that that week six is gonna just be fun 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, week six is going to be interesting for all, uh, almost all. Um, North America feels like it's already been decided because of uh, EG Quincy crew was played a little bit later. Uh, but Europe's still going to play their big match, which is VP versus Navi. Uh, I guess those matches aren't like super interesting just because both of them are going to the major no matter what. But it's still cool to see the Titans clash. It decides who gets like an upper bracket seed into the into the playoffs. Like, yeah, that's nothing yeah, to for laugh sure. at. But, but that may or may not be a good thing, right? Sometimes uh, going through a group stage is important for a team's development later on into a tournament. You learn a lot from all those games yeah. you're playing, especially yeah, yeah, if yeah. there's like a patch that happens in the middle of or right before a thing. Like, you know, Valve decided to drop the other day. I saw some, I saw some people complaining about that. They're like, yeah, wait a second. Why are we patching with one week, one and a half weeks left of the DPC? Like, yeah, it's it's a it's a little silly. I, my only guess is that uh, Valve wanted to be able to get a bit of information, um, like professional data, um, before the major on this new small patch that we got, mm-hmm. which also says to me that we won't be receiving a big patch before um, before the major, which I'm a little bit surprised. I honestly thought maybe we would get a big patch just because we're supposed to still supposed to get a big content patch, right? Are we still still uh, like the Chinese New Year came and went? Weren't we supposed to get something for that? We're supposed to get a new hero. We're supposed to get the team packs. <laughs> Dude, Cap, we, we've been going for 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 thirty three minutes and we haven't even said the word anime once. Like, oh uh, yes, is, 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 is that like something that that throws a wrench in this? Because all right, hold up, I need to say something really quickly. Okay, hold on, I'll, right. I'll sit my water. Dota two anime. Those of you who guys who are following this podcast know that I am trying to make it as a voice actor. Okay. Let me just say right up in front. I am not in the anime. Please don't ask me if I'm in the anime. Okay. That that like that would be crazy if I was. Also, it's not a good idea to ask me because think about what you're asking me. Right? Do you get the implications, Joey? Oh, you didn't make it? Oh, you didn't get asked. Oh, are you not good it's enough? Like, it's no, no, it's like it's oh. like, hey, have you achieved your uh your your lifelong goal? Uh no. <laughs> like Oh well that's a downer. <laughs> There's no way that question like if it like let's say I was in it, which I am hundred percent not, then I would have an NDA, right? Mm-hmm. So like I wouldn't be able to say yes. But, like, the 99% scenario here is that I'm not in it because I I don't have any credentials. Very likely, the studio has no idea who I am. It's not like Valve is run, is making the anime. They just kind of, like, let somebody do it, most likely. I'm going to assume Valve was not... I, I Like, people are talking about, like, oh, marketing, finally. I don't think Valve was like, right, we need to hire somebody to make a Dota 2 anime for us. More likely, somebody was like, Hey, that's kind of cool. Can we make a show about your universe? And they're like, eh, I guess. Sure. I think that's what <laughs> so, happened. So don't ask me the question. I think that's what's happened. But I also, um, this feels to me like it is, it does have something to do with marketing. Like, I, I don't think that, that, that the seed was, was somewhat at Valve going, I know how to do next generation marketing. But I think once the mm. opportunity presents itself, there's a really clear path to 
oh, wait a second. Maybe this is new wave marketing, right? Maybe this is... Because also, this show hasn't been made over six months. Like, what they're looking at, Uh, I can almost guarantee you, has been in the works for two, if not three years, if not longer. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So... I I assume that in this buildup, they have been thinking internally like, hey, I know that we don't, quote, do marketing. We don't buy banner ads. We don't really advertise Dota. This is probably the biggest swing that we got. And it's an interesting new way to do it, right? Because you are going to get a ton of what is essentially marketing. People are going to be like, what the fuck is Dota? Mm-hmm. So... I would expect a non-zero number of new players, whether any of them stick or like the game or get excited or get involved in the universe, whole different conversation. I'm a little bit colder on that. I don't know if you're going to like convert a bunch of people or suddenly have like a renaissance, but I do think that it is effective at some level. If you want to talk about the ROI being worth it, like I guess we'll have to wait and see, but it is really, it's going to be super interesting for me to like analyze it six months or a year from now and see if something like this had any impact on player base size or if it works at all as marketing. Yeah. Very I like I will forgive Valve for a lot of my grumblings and complaints about disorganization and stuff, just because I imagine that some like a fair amount of the content they're looking to be able to push through is somewhat based around this anime. Which, uh, like, like for example, COVID has uh, fucked up a lot of things, right? I could see TI being a really good way for you to be able to announce that Dota 2 is getting an anime, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that, that, like, that might might have been a plan, right, for TI-10 to release that. Uh, so, you know, like, the same thing here is, like, maybe we haven't gotten, like, those fan packs and stuff because we are waiting for the big content push which is very likely somewhat tied in with the anime, whether that's... If, if it's yeah. not at this point, then that is a giant flagrant error. Yeah. It, 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 it's just such uh, a miss if it's not. Yeah. But, like, yeah. imagine they don't even have to tease, like, they don't have to show that trailer that they gave us at TI-10, right? Like, in a world, in an alternate universe where COVID didn't exist and everything was going on the, the timeline that we thought it was going to, even imagine being at the stage... TI, final day. It's TI-10, right? And you know that that there's going to be an announcement between, you know, game one and two that, that's on the schedule, right? And mm-hmm. people are like, oh, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? And then on on the big fucking jumbotron in the, in the middle of the stadium, you just see, you just hear, ba-dum. And it's like the Netflix fucking in- oh, intro yeah, 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 And yeah. you just see... The Dota logo, and then next to it, the Netflix end. And then people go, mm-hmm. what the fuck? That's yeah, all that would have yeah, had yeah. to be. That feels like a slam dunk TI thing, right? And then yeah. how many months later we, we get an actual trailer and more information. But like, yeah. But I, link, I, link it with one anime shot. Because you put Dota and, and, and Netflix, and people are going to be like, okay, so you guys partner with Netflix for True Sight? You know, but that, that would I think even that speculation is cool. anime, though. Even that speculation, yeah, I think, is cool anime. because if you don't tell people what it's going to be, then they're still, you know, oh, what are they going to do? Like maybe it's just true. Like there's no way they're doing an anime, right? Maybe there's a lot of shitty documentaries put on by Netflix, though. 
they're just throwing money out there, just seeing what sticks at this point when it comes to content. <laughs> they do do that a lot. God, I wish we could have a Netflix show. Um, no, this this is this is really cool. I think that that Studio yeah. Mur doing it is like double cool, just because I'm like, oh, super hype, super Big hype fan about of them. them. Big fan of them. Um, I was I was I was interested in. Uh, I, I'd love to hear some behind the scenes talk. I wonder why they didn't just like get Marana's in-game voice actor to be Marana in the anime. <laughs> I think I feel like that. I feel like that is pretty obvious. <laughs> it's because so somebody at, at, at that studio or the director or somebody. They're like, all right, we're we're gonna we're, we're looking at heroes and stuff, and they 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 are like, okay, so we gotta make this real normie, right? You gotta make this uh, like the Dota universe is full of humans. all kinds of weird, wild shit. Let's get humans. Let's get normies, right? Dragonite, dude, he's a guy dressed up in a suit of armor. He's got a a a normal uh, a somewhat normal story with a slight twist, right? Man, man in, in uh, a knight fights a dragon, but then he turns into a dragon. I'm like, oh, okay. Normie, totally normal, slight twist, right? Then the next one, they're looking around. Ah, arrow chick, because females always use bow and arrows because they're fair, they're they're fragile creatures who couldn't possibly wield a suit of armor and a sword, so they must use a bow and arrow. You know, the guy is strong. The girl is is agile. You know, like that's a classic normie shit right there, right? And what's the third piece of the guy, right? You got your strength. You got your agility. Now you need your intelligence. Of course, you're gonna go with the fair looking. People are like, man, it's really weird that like Invoker, like that the way he talks and stuff. Totally, that's not Carl. And I was like, well, yeah, because. A normal, like, normie wizard guy is going to be all mystical and, and soft and shit, you know? He's not going to be like fucking Carl is, which is an arrogant douchebag, you know? And they're going to choose Carl because he's a normal-looking wizard dude. They're not going to go Rubik, so, some weird twitchy-looking dude with a fucking mask. People are going to be like, what the fuck is this? They got to go normal human people. Mass appeal. Again, like, it, mm -hmm, it, it, mm -hmm. if you go back to the marketing conversation, right? Like you can take the idea of a Dota anime and and do two things with it. You either do an anime that is for like you and me and the fucking dweebs who are like playing Dota all the time and are like super into like, oh, dude, wouldn't it be cool if we did have Rubik and Enigma in there? Right, 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 right. Or mm -hmm. people who like anime and then by virtue could come to like Dota. You want to go for the second one. I mean, I want the second one. I don't want, like, how am I, like, I just can't imagine watching a show and, and I'm watching a show and, like, one of the characters is, like, the fucking epitome of, 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 of some sort of black hole. It's a personification of a black hole. And the other guy's the personification of the heat death of the universe. Like, <laughs> what? That, that, like, what? That's not, nor, like, why don't they just kill everything and everyone immediately? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how that world possibly makes sense. But man who's a knight who fights dragons, that that makes sense. <laughs> sure. Easy. Easy. I mean, I'm, 
I'm excited. Fucking Dota lore is fucked up, man. I, I there's no way I want a story that that is that is that tied with Dota lore. I'm just sorry. I'm uh, sorry if the like the Valve guy who's in charge of Dota lore is is listening to this podcast and is hurt by this. But like, I'm sorry. There's no way this makes a coherent story. The, the Dota universe, it just doesn't. But I wanted I wanted a story about um, Underlord and his his relationship with um, Crystal Maiden. Uh, because they're lovers. You know, I what I want this to actually, I want this anime, again, super normie shit. I want this anime, I want the big bad to be uh, one of two things, all right? Either the undead people or the demon people, right? Super easy, right? Necrophos and Undying, right? There's an undead fucking, you know, you could explore some of that story of the, the lore that, you know, is actually in Dota, you can explore that story. And you make it very focused on just that, right? Or just demons. Though, like, demons is even a little bit far out there because all the fucking hells and shit that they have. But, like, I feel like undead, super easy. Dead god. Dead god creates undead things. Special undead people like Necrophos and Undying. All right, cool. Easy. Got it. You know? But, yeah. I, I'm excited. I, 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 when, when I first thought about it, I'm like, do I really want to watch this? And I thought about it for 10 seconds. And I'm like, yes, I absolutely want to support this. Like yeah. anime isn't inherently my jam. Studio Mer's cool because like, I love Korra. I've, you know, watched yeah. a small handful of select animes. I've, you know, I've watched Eva. I've watched Death Note. I, I've really liked Beastars, which makes me wonder if I'm a furry or not, but that's a whole different conversation. Um, <laughs> I didn't watch that because it was so incredibly. I was just like, I looked at that. I was like, that's furry bait right there. I'm not watching that. I've definitely watched way more anime than you. And I definitely have not seen Beastars. Cap, I just, if, if you find the time, I actually legitimately think it's it's pretty good. You should, you should, you should watch it. And I'm not doing a bit right now. I just, and again, I may, like, maybe I'm a furry. I don't really know. But like, you should, you should probably watch it. It's, it's actually, it's actually it's pretty good. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you, you're saying okay. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in your voice of like I'm I'm I am appeasing you, but I'm not going to. You should you should listen. A there's chance. a bunch of good anime I'm watching right now. All right, I got Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm watching Promised Neverland. Uh, yeah, it's most. I watched of all of Haikuya. I watched all of Yuri on Ice. Um, yeah, I've watched some animes. <laughs> did you know I'm... Studio Mer did uh, Black Dynamite and the Boondocks? Yeah, like that's uh that's like season five of Boondocks, I think, right? Or season four. Okay. But yeah. yeah. Um the, the the fact that I the fact that when I saw the the art style I'm like, holy shit, is that Studio Murr? Like just Yeah. Big big yeah, win. Yeah. Um I know we're going all over the place here. Like they like there's a very minimal coherent thread that we've been following through this episode, so I think people are getting like tonal whiplash listening to us. Probably not. People are probably like masturbating, playing Dota, doing something while listening to us. That's fine. Um, True. I I wanted to finish up a DPC conversation with you. Okay. Because I know that we're excited to see like the end of what happens with like the EU and other leagues and who's going to the major and is EG like gonna lose like a weird game and get knocked out or like there's all these there's all these fun stories that are coming to fruition. The last one's not gonna happen. Um but I've actually been looking more and more at division two. To tr- is this the match fixing talk? Is it time to talk about match fixing? To try and figure out 
what's going on there? Like, are there any Division <laughs> Two teams who are going to get brought up who are actually of interest at this point? Uh, and there might no. be in, like, C or maybe China? Um, I But, like, I'm, I'm really concerned about most of them. And it, as I was going through Liquipedia, and maybe I should have been following the news quicker, mm-hmm. I did not realize how much of a fiesta... It's been with teams being disqualified across yes. most regions. Yes. Do you know off the top of your head, like, like, can you, like, do you know how many teams have dropped out of the DPC Division Two? At least four. That's that's accurate because there's five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I went through Cap. I did the research, and I'm okay. actually interested in talking about some of these. But 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 I, but I, w- I want to quiz you a little bit about all these different teams and see if we actually know why they left or why they're interesting. Okay, I can give you more than the official news. Okay, I mean I'm I'm cool. I I I, I don't mind that. Um, so just in no particular order, uh, the first one, uh-huh. it's okay. Do you know what happened to It's Okay? I don't know who that is. <laughs> Are they in C or something? No, they're in NA. Oh, oh okay. Um, they were the team that was... They were playing in both NA and C or something like that, right? Yeah. They were they, playing multiple regions. Some Somebody was playing on, like, somebody was sharing accounts or some shit. I don't remember what it was. It was weird. They were disqualified right at the beginning so quickly that they were able to be replaced. Um, and they were disqualified for competing on alternate accounts in multiple regions. (laughs) So that's one NA team that just got the fuck out of there. (laughs) Next, next team, (laughs) next team. I know you know what's up with this team. <laughs> Literally a fucking revolving door in the DPC, out the DPC. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like the Simpsons meme where you go to the bar and you walk around and then leave. Yeah. It's like, hey. Yeah. Someone should have made that. I'm sure someone probably made that. Now, this one, I, I feel no stakes to, aside from the fact that I think they actually have my favorite team name because I think it's okay. so much fun to say Berjui. Mm, it's just a okay. fun word. Yes. Uh, Bourjoui or uh, Bourjoui, I believe is the uh, pronunciation. I believe it's Russian for bourgeois. Uh, yes, they, um, they're the ones who, were they the ones? Uh, okay. Um, Bourjoui was believed that one of their members was match fixing. No. Fi- uh, nope. They um okay so okay what I heard <laughs> what's, what I heard what's, what's was the story what's they funny. they have been having stand-ins from from the get-go they basically did not want to play with their mid player and I have heard conflicting reports about why they haven't been playing with their mid player uh one of the things was that like he didn't want to play with them or he was holding them hostage he was like demanding money or something like that in order to play or something so they had to have stand-ins and then they ended up faking a covid result in order to try and get um 
a, uh, to allow them to have somebody swapped in because that has happened before. That has already happened with Bait, uh, I believe. Bait had some sort of roster switch up um, for for something. So Berjui was trying to do something like that, and they faked a COVID result. That's this, gross, man. This one might be the most interesting for a couple reasons for me. You're you're right. Mm-hmm. Berjui was di- so does Berjui. You're allowed to have four subs per season. Berjui maxed mm-hmm. that out. Yeah, and they wanted a fifth sub. In order to get that fifth sub, they faked a COVID test. Interesting here. Um, I think something that we probably don't talk about enough, like not just in Dota or esports, but just in society, is how powerful of a trump card or an excuse COVID is. I mm-hmm. think that if you wanted to be malicious with it, like Berjui was trying to be, it's really not that hard to do. And if you're people who are questioning like, oh, well, you can't come into work because you have COVID, or, you know, a- as an example, mm-hmm. like, you just can't do that. You can't be like, you can't pressure someone who's admitting to having or potentially having COVID because that's just, yeah. then you're an animal. Right? Yeah. Like, you're a shit person if, if you're challenging that. Uh-huh. However, Berjui did try and pull that shit, and we're caught doing it. Which makes you wonder how many people <laughs> in all walks of life are just doing that right now. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's wild to me that someone didn't trust them enough, or they doctored documents so poorly. I wish that they would have, like, released the documents so we could have seen how they photoshopped them. To actually, I like, mean, it's... It- I mean, this one's kind of easy because they were having stand-ins from the very, from the get-go and didn't say anything about COVID up until it was finally time where they had to, to have a medical excuse that, you know, it was like, it was so blatantly fucking obvious, honestly. We're all talking about it behind the scene. We're like, man, that kind of sucks that, uh, that that guy has COVID, but I don't think he has COVID. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it was just like it was like way too obvious that this was uh this was the thing so uh yeah that that was that's pretty that's kind of scummy pretty wild next next team metaphor okay. pro now metaphor pro uh voluntarily forfeited because they suspected that one of their players was match fixing correct ding ding that feels yes. like the noble thing to do and like the smart thing to do if you don't want to like put your career in any jeopardy because of one person being a shithead, right? Um, I okay, okay. Um, I think that is the optimistic way to look at it for sure. Um, I, I think it does require at least some moral character to to be able to to know that somebody else on your team uh, is potentially match fixing and not try and get in on it, right? Maybe a little bit more to report it. But I would also say um, that uh, I know it is a a real threat. Um, match fixing, one person does it, and the whole team could get Valve banned, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't want to downplay too much. Um, I, I think they did do it probably for the right reasons. But it also is probably to save their own skin. Yeah, which also because there's no way you get out of that. You have to you have to throw yourself in front of the bus in order to prevent. Because if this ever gets out, you're getting valve banned, and your entire pro career is gone. This only gives them a chance 
to get out of it. I think a pretty good chance, because honestly, Valve would be kind of psychos to be like, nope, you're all bad after they voluntarily came out and said, we think this guy might be match fixing. Please don't ban us. Yeah, I, I think it's the right move. I think I think it's the mm-hmm. right move, just just for saving their own skin. I, I, yeah. I do have a bit of an optimistic, optimistic slant on it, but wild. And I think that it's still a question mm-hmm. mark of who that person is. No, no uh, yeah. No okay, really. so I just want to make a joke here. I I legitimately have no idea. Uh, I have literally zero inkling. But one of the games that they played, um, they had a guy who was playing offlane Viper, and he went like he died like twenty times or something in that game. Right? That has happened plenty of times. Losing game when you're playing Viper three position offlane. And in a losing game, you're going to die a lot because you're kind of supposed to be a frontliner. You don't have an escape mechanism. You're literally just supposed to be a tanky boy and you're not tanky because you're losing the game. But I saw in Twitch chat, people were pointing to that person as as being the, like, oh, obviously it's that guy because he went like 0 and 20 or something. (laughs) And I was just kind of sitting there laughing because I was like, man, imagine you played a professional match and you were trying hard. But you got bopped so hard, <laughs> you and you played so poorly <laughs> that people legitimately thought you were match fixing. <laughs> they were like, "That guy's match fixing," and you, you have to be like, "You're like, what do you say?" No, I just suck. <laughs> I was really bad. <laughs> also, what good cover for the person who was match fixing? <laughs> like, like now, nah, man, I think I think it wasn't my fucking viper. Anyway, I'm, uh, I have to guess that uh, that team is in communications with Valve, and they probably put the name forward. So we will very likely figure it out eventually um, once somebody Valve officially bans this person. But yeah, <clears throat> um, next team, team number four, Jang Hu. Uh, Jang Hu uh, very recently forfeited, and I believe they forfeited um, for the same reason. I don't think this is official, but they basically um, forfeited two matches in a row and were therefore eliminated. And I believe it's because they believe one of their players was match fixing as well. See now, that is the rumor I've heard. That that is, and we should I should double clarify a rumor that hasn't been substantiated. That is a rumor. The 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 official reason for like any team who forfeits two matches is out, and they forfeited yeah. two matches. So we don't yeah. know if more is going on, but like it's really adding to the pile of how easy it is and how tempting it is for these division two teams to be able to like probably make more money than the entire league just by throwing games, which is a very interesting conundrum, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, there was news put out there um, from CM, some of the CIS players. They got contacted and they were offered absurd amounts of money to throw a single game. So, um, the, the, I, I believe, uh, it's Chinese betters because that is where a lot, a lot, a lot of money, uh, of gambling and esports comes from. It's either CIS or China. Um, and it's basically Chinese betters representing a Chinese betting company, uh, is the story. And they basically said, Hey, um, you throw this first game and we'll pay you, uh, thousands of dollars. And, um, 
you know, th those people came out with it and good on them. Um, I believe there was at least two different people who came out and said that. Uh, good on them for like outing that 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 person who's um, trying to scout them and stuff. But like, you know, these guys are basically cold calling people and be like, hello. Yes. Is this uh, XYZ in the lower division part of this team? Yes. How would you like to make thousands of dollars? All you have to do is throw a match. You're already zero and four. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's wild. Which, I, I guess big picture, it puts like this potential air of illegitimacy over some of the division two stuff. Because if mm -hmm. we know that people are being reached out to and you know that it's happening and you know that, that teams are disqualifying themselves because they think it's happening. Are there more stories we don't know about? Right, like it—it it, it just makes you oh, yeah. wonder. It makes you, it makes you think, right? Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I think it's uh—it's definitely concerning. Um, and I—I—I I, I see some people saying like, "Oh, this is why Valve needs to give seventh, eighth, uh, money to play." I don't think that um, giving them five grand, um, and splitting that up five different ways is is going to magically stop match fixing, um. Because these guys are being offered, yeah. like, thousands upon thousands of dollars. Giving each of them one grand is not going to stop match fixing. So they, they should still give 7th and 8th place some amount of money because you're asking them to be available for five weeks um, to, to play a match. And I think that's kind of the right thing to do. Uh, but giving them that money will not stop this match fixing. Let's not go down that narrative. <laughs> exactly. Especially because if, like, like you said, like $1,000 or random mass fix drivers them $10,000. Yeah. Valve can't compete with the economics of people who really want, you know, to rig something. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. One sure. last, one last team. Do you know what happened to 0900? Uh, that is the Southeast Asian team? No. Or were they Chinese? Nope, South American team. Oh, South American team. Um, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Um, match fixing. <laughs> I like the idea of, like, well, what's the most likely scenario? But, you know, it, it's related, which, you know, builds onto the whole problem. 0900, which I didn't know about until I was, like, really scrolling through Wikipedia, like, doing, doing some research before this. They were disqualified because a team member was found betting on league matches. Oh, I do know this story. I do know this story. Go ahead, Todd. That, 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 that's all I have. That, like, so what, oh, one really? of the team members <laughs> was betting on league matches. Okay. Fucking. This story is hilarious. All right. I read this story on a Reddit comment. I do not, I have not verified it. I have no idea if it's true or not. Okay. Again, rumor, big rumor. All right. But I'm going to tell this because I think it's fucking hilarious if it's actually true. <laughs> all right. So apparently what happened was um, the guy on 0900, um, I think it was Jericho. They were getting flamed for, uh, for losing. Uh, and they they were they were being flamed uh, for throwing a game, and people are accusing them of match fixing. People are accusing them of 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 intentionally throwing in order to get a little bit a little bit of money. 
Apparently, what he did in response to that was post showing that he bet on himself. I wasn't match fixing. See, I bet on our team to win <laughs> and thought that was a good defense. Okay. If that's actually fucking true, holy shit, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay, I I think I understand why in theory that's a good defense. <laughs> yeah. If you don't think about all of the other implications that come with you betting on league games that you're participating in, which is not yeah, allowed I mean, if in the rules. you literally just don't, you, yeah, you just don't read the rules of the tournament that you're in. <laughs> it's very clear you're not allowed to bet on these matches, no matter what side you're choosing. Yeah. <sighs> it, it's, hey, hey, officer, here are my mm. red hands with blood on them. Don't, don't <laughs> mind me. I... I, I, I didn't couldn't... murder that guy. I was murdering this other guy exactly. at the time. <laughs> I, I didn't kill John because I was actively strangling Jimmy. Like, <laughs> come on. I can't. I can't how are you going to? I have an alibi. It was also murder. But I have an alibi. Oh, fuck, man. That's, it was just too fucking good. Too fucking good, man. Two NA teams. Two EU teams and a South American team over the course of the yep. last five weeks have been disqualified or forfeited. Three of which involved yeah. betting in some way, shape, or form. Potentially four. Yeah, I, I I just refuse to believe that. Like, what are those teams in the Chinese lower division? And there's not one of them that was also given the same uh, offer that international teams were given. About potentially throwing. I mean, actually, maybe, maybe, actually, maybe it's less likely. Maybe they, maybe that guy, that the, the the Chinese betting company guy, maybe his idea was the more distance between us, you know, <laughs> geographical the, the, distance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be, but I mean, I think, I think I read in the comment it was like Funnick or somebody like that was straight up part of it. it was like you know people aren't gonna sus suspect you guys because this will be on Chinese betting site. You know, like when people see like fucking weird odds and shit, uh, you know, people aren't, aren't really going to notice uh, because it's so disconnected between our scenes. Uh, so I guess may maybe that maybe that actually. But, you know, it's just like uh, Chinese China has had uh, match fixing uh, problems in the past, quite notoriously with newbie. I was obviously the biggest match fixing scandal since uh three two two himself solo. So Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we found out about more or potentially a couple people got away with it. Yeah. Would wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Yep, 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 yep. But shit, dude, um There's a lot of stuff to talk about. Happy happy weekend. <laughs> happy almost end of the Dota season. Um, yeah. Oh, Joey, I'm what? almost fucking 8K, bro. I, I'm two wins away from being 8,000 MMR. I've been following that Twitter thread. Anyone, anyone who's not I'm following Capcast on Twitter, I've, I, I, I saw like, hey guys, I'm like 7.5. I'm gonna make it to eight, and I'm like, that's gonna take Austin like I don't know, like a month. Like there's no way he's gonna do that before he leaves. And then like a day later, you're like, hey guys, I'm like 7.8K, and I'm like. Damn, he must have played a lot of Dota yesterday. 
And then I think today you're like, hey, everybody, I'm two games away. Are you are, are you feeling like a, like, like a pressure ratchet up? Or are you, are you like just fucking vibing? Like like you are, you're just on fire? Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm vibing. I've got like something like over a 70% win rate in in these uh in this month in this stint of playing uh dota in europe it's fucking great um i mean I, you know fuck it you know if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen i don't really care that much uh i've got, I've got one more day to play that's going to be on monday uh we've got a day off on monday because of uh those teams that uh dis- were disqualified they had a match that was supposed to be on monday so there's now no match on monday uh, so yeah, I've got the day off and I'll play Dota then. You have to uh, net two you know, games. All you gotta do is net two games over your day. Yeah, I've, I've gotten this close to 7k. The last time, the first time I made my run up to 7k, I got this close and then I dropped down to like uh, 6.8 or something like that. Uh, and I was kind of like stuck there for a while. If it doesn't happen, that's fine. Like, I feel like I already proved my point. I don't even know what point I'm trying to prove here, but like, you know, I just, I just came in here. I said I'm going to take a bunch of Europe from the. Uh, I'm going to take a bunch of MMR from the European server uh, and bring it back to NA, like some sort of fucking Viking. Your 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 MMR Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, you're robbing from okay. the rich, and you're going to go distribute it back to NA now. Yeah, it's inflated ass MMR. I'm trying to take as much of it as I can. Uh, Dude, yeah. That's- no, I mean, I, I I just said like I just know that. Um, European servers are just better for me to play on. So I'm, I was hoping to take full advantage of it while I was here. And uh, I feel like I did. Is, is, is that because you find you just have less games that are just shit? Uh, yeah, I also play, like I've moved over to playing support. So um, this, is, this is actually has nothing to do with um, the personalities of the region uh, and actually... Uh, this is just due to the size of the player base, right? As an AK player, I can play five position at about like 70 to 80% of my games. And because the people that I'm playing with are either either close to my MMR or even potentially above me. And I get some like dope ass games. I played with Kezu twice. I played with Skeeter twice. I played against some of the CIS guys, played with and against the CIS guys like Yotoro and Bignum. Like I'm playing with the pros. And I can play support um, where obviously like the, the strength of your allies is more important when you're playing support than compared to mid, right? Mid, like you want to grind MMR in NA, like do it from the mid and carry position, um, you know. But I, I feel like um, for me anyway, playing in Europe and playing support is just better because there's a lot more high level players, which just the sheer number of players on that server is like 10 times the amount that's on us east i'm sure and also i mean you are uh definitively the highest mmr uh dota talent yes i mean there's still bsj fuck that guy but yes yeah does he really count even tgov fucking tgov i fucking zoomed past that bitch Woo! I just sailed right on past him. He was fucking eating my dust. Professional coach, my ass. Fucking Kyle over there who says, like, you know, he always tells me, he's like, oh, well, I'm like 7.5K. I'm like, bitch, you haven't played Dota. I know you're not playing ranked. Fucking, I know he's got a rank now, but it's way behind me, motherfucker. Hey, man, he's been in a TI. True. True. Well, what have you done for me lately? 
Dota is a what have you done for me lately game. We gotta we gotta find a way to um, pitch you being AK as 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 a, as a bit on some of these shows, on some of these broadcasts. Gotta gotta, gotta yeah. find a good gotta find a good conceit to really properly brag about that. I mean, the thing is, I can only do it a few times. You know, I I can't I can't I can't do it too many times because people get sick of it. And I also don't like legitimately want to make my other analysts look bad. I I I, I want to clown on them, but I don't want people to legitimately believe that they're worse than me at being at analyzing the game because like Kyle and Robson are both much better at analyzing the draft than I am. Mm-hmm. And very likely they're probably better at analyzing the game too. So, you know, I don't, I don't legitimately want to take away from them, especially Robson. Cause he's doing a killer job at dream league. Yeah. And you don't want to, uh, you don't also want people to perceive you as too pompous. Like it needs to be like something that, is like a one-off yes. or something that is funny. And this not... guy is looking too pompous and arrogant. Yeah, that's a, that's a problem. <laughs> uh, my friend, um, I think we should leave it there. I think I'll see you when you're back in America. Yeet. Um, and that's that's it. That's it. That was a lot. Of, that's a lot yeah, of show. That's a show. It's a lot of show, a lot of things. What about your Bitcoin story? You know what? It's still not fully resolved. I promise I will tell it. There is not, I I do not want to spend 20 minutes um, really ruining what I would argue is a great conversation we had with garbage. (laughs) Because all that will fall out of my mouth is garbage. Also, got to take a shit.